Talk Tuesday night live for August the 10th, 2021. Oh my gosh, is the wall still there? <laughs> Did anybody check the earthquake meter? It's uh, the seismometer or whatever that is. Good lord. I mean, it's a shaking. Are, are we, I'm not even going to say what first thing came to my mind. Uh. What kind of activity is going on over there? What the hell? I'm Dennis Lee. <laughs> the one making all the noise. Jeez. What a ruckus. Oh, yeah. I just, uh, <laughs> that was surprising. I, I was actually, the first time you tried to get in, I was trying to route the music a different direction and I got nothing. So I, I stopped oh. it and started over and, uh, it's yeah I, I i've got to change this music thing this bluetooth thing is driving me nuts i can't stand it can't stand it i tell you can't stand it got got can't stand the george is getting angry yeah well he had a right to be Und, underappreciated that man was yes indeed well dennis lee how are you I'm <clears throat> doing better now. Oh, well, good. Yeah, doing better now. So, how about yourself, Donald Wayne? Uh, if I got yeah. any, if I got any no, better, I'd, whoa, what was I'd, that? I'd have to slap myself to make sure that I'm right. still around. Sound like somebody got electrocuted. Really? Jeez. I didn't hear that. What the hell is going on? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Oh boy! Oh! Ah oh, yes, everybody, get up out of your seats, shake it like you know what you're doing. Never can say we're not culturally diverse. That sounds like something they did down the street the other night. Oh boy. Here comes the clappers. <laughs> oh boy. 
what was that movie uh oh gosh uh where if something about this couple that bought this house or bought a apartment building or something and and there was an old lady that moved that lived up above them and she would turn her tv on real loud at night and and do you remember that and then they i don't remember that they, they, they snuck in up there one day and and uh set her tv up on a clapper <laughs> so, <laughs> so they would clap downstairs and the tv would go off and then the old lady <laughs> figured it out <laughs> uh, it, it, that was probably the cutest part of the movie is dealing with her because she was she was like in her 80s or 90s and she oh. was just all kinds of problems for for yeah. them this cute movie well, yeah you put a clapper on anything i'll take care of it yeah that turn turn that stuff off and on at oh, will <laughs> well so the unthinkable happened today didn't it More i or less. know it did yeah uh, well you know it was it was bound to happen it was building up so building up his little brother's next yeah yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't happen to a nicer person although if, if i had to eliminate some people at uh cnn probably chris chrome chris cuomo chris cuomo <laughs> would would Chrono. not be would not be the uh, at the top of the list. I, there's a couple of other people there that I'd like to see, uh, uh, you know, get street sweeping jobs or something before that. Well, but. you know, uh, uh, CNN's turned on Chris Cuomo too. So, yeah, supposedly he's. Uh, they went through this long explanation. I think yesterday about you know, well, he's on vacation. Well, he always takes vacation this time of the year and it was scheduled right. four weeks ago. And right. how convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Just about the yeah. same time his brother is resigning from the governorship. So, yeah, well, the Cuomo's are no more. And once the, you know, the babes of New York are now shuffled out the door by the very, uh, very news organization that put them up on a pedestal. <laughs> how ironic. There was an interesting uh, analogy of why this was going on, why it actually occurred the way it did at this time mm. on Tucker Carlson tonight. And they had, he had somebody on there. I can't remember the gentleman's name now, but he was basically saying, uh, you know, even though he wasn't defending anything about Cuomo, he was not a Cuomo supporter. But he felt like actually the Democrat machine was in full force right now trying to get Cuomo out of the way. So uh, someone like the uh, existing attorney general of the state, she's got aspirations to be governor. They say that idiot uh, from New York City, uh, de Blasio, they say he's going to run for governor. Are you serious? Come on, New York. I mean, oh, <laughs> if he gets one vote, it's going to prove that y'all are nuts. Um, I, I, I think the lieutenant governor who's stepping in to fill in for Cuomo now, I believe she's listed as someone who's interested in being governor as well. But that district attorney who is also, you know, the one that uh, read the charges against uh, or the findings against uh, Cuomo, was it last week? Uh, she's the same one that's going after Donald Trump with his tax records and stuff, trying to get 
get some dirt on Donald Trump and right. prosecute him. So she's she's a busy little person, isn't she? A busy little bee. She's trying to make a name for herself. She does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> she well, indeed, she does, Donald Wayne. It's it's just uh, I'm glad I don't live in New York City or, or the state, right? Uh, and and the sad thing is, you know, there's some. Uh, it's a beautiful state it, once you get outside of New York City. Of course, New York City, it, it, you know, if you like big cities, I mean, it's a beautiful city to see, especially see it at night. But you know, it's just so problematic i don't know you know people it's i just don't know how they live up there especially with the tax rate so yeah. good good luck to you folks yeah good luck have fun with all that uh you know all the people just filing out of your state and, and uh in the in big numbers <laughs> or you, i don't know who the hell that's going to be left to tax there so <laughs> Well, you know, you think Cuomo's really gone? I mean, what if he's like, what about Bob? Bob really yeah. never never was really gone. Did you see that movie? Oh, yeah, many times. <laughs> Bob is gone. He's never gone. <laughs> he's just, They open the door and he's still standing there. That's, that's such a it's such a cute movie. Yeah, I don't know. Who, know. who knows where he'll turn up next? No telling. I thought he was actually, uh, he probably should have won an Emmy for the performance today. In fact, I almost thought he was going to cry at one point. Um, or he probably should, considering last year people were saying he was more presidential looking than Donald Trump. And now I want to see all those people that, that heaped praise on him last year i'd love to see their reaction about this whole situation well you know for for just a split second last year he did have some characteristics that would raise him to that level but you know those quickly disappeared and then it was one scandalous thing after another so <laughs> well you know a lot of uh, people with his personality can look good in front of the camera and talk talk the talk right but they don't always walk the walk so yeah so anyway that'll be pushed to the excuse me pushed to the sides maybe except for the uh the uh nursing home issues of course these women can still pursue him in court uh we'll see what happens with that well, he vows to fight that to the bitter end. So, but you know, actually, Tucker was bring uh, on his show with the guest that he had on there was bringing out some good points tonight about this attorney general that that was reading these charges the other day, and I, I, I did get to see the lawyer. The whole thing was a, a production today before uh, Cuomo came on and resigned, but he had his lawyer come on first, and she came on and presented some of the. Uh, discrepancies that were in the uh, attorney general's, uh, I guess, report. I won't say charges, but but the findings that the attorney general had. And, and she actually made some decent points about some discrepancies uh, 
uh, and things that were omitted in the attorney general's uh, statement last week uh, that were in the report, but just were not, you know, given to the public. And like Tucker said, you know, I, I want to see this guy gone, but you still believe in the rule of law and, and things should be followed and, and done uniformly. And, and uh, they're, they're saying that this attorney general was basically trying to make sure this was going to be her ticket to right. stardom. And she just uh, omitted some things. So we'll see what comes with that. But uh, I'm sure he doesn't have as many friends today as he did, you know, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. I wouldn't think so. But, you know, um, stranger things have happened, that's for sure. Um, I swear in one of those pictures that they showed of him kissing, you know, they, they, they showed all these pictures of Cuomo kissing men, too. And I swear one of them was uh, McConnell. Uh, probably 20 years ago because McConnell yeah. didn't look as bad as he looks now. But uh, I think you uh, got a picture of him licking his earlobe. I'm not <laughs> sure. Allegedly. Yeah, I, I, yeah I think he was tonguing something. I'm not sure yeah, what I'm it sure was. Yeah, so, I'm Biden must be pretty close friends. You know, Biden, uh, you see the, the, Biden, the, the picture of Biden sniffing that little girl's hair when he was trying to sign that. that uh, I, I did. Or whatever it was. I did. I, awkward. She she looked like she was about to panic. You, yeah, um, you look at her eyes. I mean, she's cutting her eyes away from him. Yeah. Like maybe she's looking at mom or dad or something, yeah. and like, and what's he doing to me? Yeah, like where are my parents, and why is this okay? Yeah, that's that was a creepy. That would have been a creepy photo, even if, um, you know, Biden. We didn't have all this history on Biden anyway. But right. yeah, the hair sniffer. Old sniffer. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of Biden, uh, yeah, he's just making all kinds of friends, especially when you're giving out lots of cash. I mean, oh yeah, he can make, he can make all kinds of friends that way. Um, there's a report out by USA Today that um, you know now that they've uh, pushed this uh, this um, 1.2 trillion dollar infrastructure bill is almost done. Now they're working, they're putting pen to paper for this $3.5 trillion human infrastructure plan. Have you heard about that, Donald Wayne? I have. I have. Uh, it's, uh -huh. I, do. Uh -huh. I do. I do. I do. Yeah, a, a human infrastructure plan. Let's just go ahead and give the whole house away. Um, so later this week, the Senate is expected to make a, to take a final vote on a resolution that would direct committees to finalize the legislation, but a final vote on the overall package may be months away that will uh, make uh, massive investments in areas like the environment, housing, education, and of course, healthcare. Um, Tuesday's action, they said, is the start of what are likely to be weeks of contentious negotiations among Democrats and the House and Senate on the size of the proposal. Of course, it's always about the size, isn't it? Um, <laughs> some moderates have expressed reservations about the $3.5 trillion price tag, while progressives stated they won't vote for anything smaller and are willing to squash the $1.2 trillion deal if the plan isn't to their liking. So 
see, one, two, this one, four, this three. Yeah, because almost $5 trillion in less than a year. And that's just freaking awesome, isn't it? Um, it's not Senate, his money. No, it's not. It's ours. But, I mean, we don't have the power to do anything about it. Senate Democrats, who hold a slight majority in the 100-member chamber, plan to use a legislative maneuver called reconciliation to pass the plan without the support of Republicans who generally oppose the measure. Well, why wouldn't they? Vice President Kamala Harris would be used to break a 50-50 tie. Yes, people, Kamala Harris is a tiebreaker when it comes down to such events. Um, Like the Senate, Democrats also hold a slight lead in the House, meaning just a handful of Democratic objections could sink both the bipartisan infrastructure package and the larger bill. Um, well, what about Joe Manchin? I, I thought he was kind of kind of still on the fence about whether he was going to go for that particular bill or not. And yeah. there was that other person. Uh, I can't remember the name. I didn't see anything about old uh, Munchin Manchin in here. Um, they um, said that, uh, you know, of course, Nancy Pelosi, oh, you know, stressed the need for both bills to make it to the chamber. I've got a chamber for them to go into, Nancy. There <laughs> won't be an infrastructure bill unless we have a reconciliation bill. Plain and simple, Pelosi said. And I'm going to eat my ice cream. Um, <laughs> the reality is for the bipartisan bill to pass the House and to get the progressives on board, at least 30, uh, 40 of them, you're going to have to have a reconciliation bill, which is already a compromise at $3.5 trillion dollars. Pass the Senate with this strong climate provisions. And uh, that was chimed in by um, Representative Ro Canna um, from California, of course. Um, if you start to go after the heart of the bill, you're undermining the bipartisan effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's only money. Oh, here it goes. Joe Manchin of West Virginia and John Tester of Montana told reporters over the last few weeks they have concerns over the price as well. Um, and, you know, because, uh, you know, Elizabeth Warren, who sits on the finance committee, has um, raised a few things about it, but she's still willing to let this thing pass. I mean, come on, everybody can be bought. Um, by making education, healthcare, childcare, and housing more affordable, we can give tens of millions of families a leg up or a stoop in. By making further investments in infrastructure, we can create tens of thousands of good-paying jobs. And by finally tackling climate change, <laughs> we can spare our country and our planet the most devastating effects of global, global warming. And that was... Uh, sputtered off by old Chucky Schumer. And, you know, yeah, that's that's good stuff there, Chuck. Because um, they were already talking about, you know, global catastrophes today, that it would only take a few a few of the volcanoes that are slated to, uh, uh, to erupt over the next, you know, decade to drastically swing the climate. You got the uh, current in the ocean that's already swinging. Um, a different way that's going to cause issues that hadn't happened for, you know, 1,600 years. Um, all these things are already in place. 
So really, you're just throwing money out the window. But, you know, do your best. Do well, your see, best. what I was concerned about, because there was initial talk several months ago that they were going to try to throw uh, their their HR1 voting bill legislation in with this particular bill and also something else they were trying to do that we we were uh concerned about but the voting bill was one of the biggest things and hopefully i don't think joe manchin supports the voting rights bill that they call the democrats call the voting rights bill but i mean this this thing is scary i i i don't for the life of me you know what they're doing is is they're basically slowly just taking the responsibility of life out of people's hands and putting it into federal government the problem with that is they're going to tell you how to live that life. You know, nobody's going to give you this money without strings. Um, they're going to, it, it's, I just can't believe people are, are that vulnerable, that, uh, what do I want to say, impressionable, that stupid. Naive. <laughs> Naive, there uh, you go. That's that's yeah. a better word than stupid. I, th- I still think they're stupid. <laughs> but... To, well, if the, yeah, if the Democrats are involved, they're going to pack in as much as they can. They're not giving people anything. They're they're buying votes, is what they're doing, and right. uh, you know all these people that you know they're doing. Um, they're going to pay off the student loans, or I, I guess right. actually they're not paying them off. Well, right well, now they're I, they're suspending the payments. Another. <sighs> Payments and interest for another. Well, they're 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 pushing it. Uh, Democrats are pushing it to where they waive fifty thousand dollars of uh, debt, um, you know, per per student. So that's what they would like to have done, but that's not set in stone yet. Well, you know, I uh, I was thinking about that the the uh, the rent thing, the moratorium on evictions and so forth, and right. and there there's pluses and minuses to that situation but it made me start thinking uh, other than the fact that uh, there's there's so many things wrong with the way they've they've uh, rolled that out and the way they've kind of pushed it on the country but I'm surprised that they you know what about people's car payments uh, what about people who lost their job and they have an automobile and they can't they can't go look for jobs so they don't have a car? So why didn't they just forgive, you know, put a moratorium on auto loans for a year? You know, uh, <laughs> you, maybe uh, why? Because uh, the automakers wouldn't stand for it, you know, or the or the. Well, the automakers can't sell a car right now anyway because there's no chips. The, uh, the automakers are literally setting on all the cars that they already pre-purchased uh, to get, you know, to get that good price on them. And, uh, and, and, and waiting for, you know, then hopes that the chips would come quickly and they're still waiting on them. So by the time these vehicles for the automakers go, you know, the dealers, um, goes to market, they're going to have to take a loss because now they're going to want to push these things out, um, you know, uh, even faster because the newer models are going to be coming out. <laughs> so this has created a big, you know, I only, the only way you're going to make out there is if you have a used vehicle. You can get the most you can get for a used vehicle. You get more now for a used vehicle than you ever could before. 
Um, Isn't that crazy? For as, yeah, they're selling for as much as new cars off the lot in some instances. Well, it just it probably probably couldn't happen to nicer people, you know, uh, that that we allowed China to hold oh. the hold all the cards on these chips and these uh, things that you know these different parts that we need for these cars. Uh, whose idea was that? Who thought that was a good idea to give a country that kind of power over us when they're not our friends? Right. They're they're bullies, and you know they're going to use their their cards whenever it uh, is to their advantage, and it looks like it's becoming more and more to their advantage. I it's I just. A mess. I just people we've we've been letting idiots run this country for so long. <laughs> you know, not only idiots but crooked people, people who were looking out for themselves and their own financial interest uh and then we're just kind of keeping us in the dark, but it's all starting to come out into the open. Yeah, are we tired of being mushrooms? I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, well, mean fertilized. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yep. At, least turn the, at least turn the soil every once in a while. My goodness. But that that's crazy that, you know, after approving one trillion, they're going to go back and ask for another uh, 3.5, did you say? Yeah, so that'd be between, yeah, 3.5. So then between last year and now, if we if those last two measures get passed, would that have been uh, – well, that'd be uh, that been over ten trillion dollars we spent in less than two years. Is it that much? I, I really I don't have I the figures. It's probably close. I don't think it's quite ten, but um, it's it's upwards of, and it's got to be at least got to be at least over seven. Yeah, because we yeah so yeah and uh, grandkids 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 be paying for that. So it's the gift that keeps on giving debt. Aren't you people proud that voted for Joe Biden? Yeah. You <laughs> oh, well, be. I guess they are if they're if they're get if yeah. they're on the receiving end of all this. Well, crap. yeah, they're gonna be on the receiving end, all right. Um, yeah. Uh, as soon as those uh bread lines come into play, you know, when socialism kicks in full swing. Yeah, it's just good. The government's gonna give me everything. Well, just wait and see how long it takes to get all that. Yeah, you're gonna be on the receiving end, all right. But uh, uh, what are you making today? Just uh, making another potato pie because that's all we got is potatoes uh, and corn. <laughs> yes, such such a wise choice. So many American people made last November. Bless their heart. Well, or or did they? <laughs> well, that, that, that's true. Actually, that's a good point because I uh, I was going to do this story, and I'll just throw a little bit out there real quick because it's not on my agenda. But I saw the story about Mike Lindell. Uh, he's actually hosting some kind of live thing. It's, it's, oh, there's that wow, crap again. Jeez, almighty! It took it only took it twenty seven minutes to kick <laughs> in. All right. Um. 
So he's hosting this live event tonight on, on uh, I, I think it's maybe Newsmax or something like that. But it's, it's supposedly he, he has proof and he's showing the American people proof that these, uh, these voting machines were hacked. And um, how's he going to do that? Fox wouldn't. Well, I don't know. He's 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 been paying for some people to do some investigation, and uh, mm. a lot of people are calling him a, a kook. And and the, one of the things that puts him in a bad position, he had made a public statement back in March that he's going to be doing this and he's going to be funding this. I, I I don't know if he has any other backers or not. He's going to spend all that pillow money, but. They, um, he made the statement that once they get all this proof out there, that Trump will be back in the presidency by, you know, the end of August. Well, that couldn't happen even if he proved, if he had irrefutable evidence that the election was stolen, it's still, Biden's still going to be president unless uh, they decide to impeach him. And that's not going to work because the Democrats are in control of the House. Now, they, you know, if we flip it next year, maybe something could happen. But, you know, I've always said I'm I don't even care about that now. I just want proof that everything was either on the up and up or all the allegations and all the suspicions that we've had for the last seven, eight months. Uh, are founded to a certain extent. I see more and more stories being posted where different states now are starting to investigate. I believe Alabama is starting to investigate some of their voting issues. Well, they should. You know, I mean, look, at the end of the day, we know it's not going to do anything, but it will get all this stuff fixed before the next election comes along. It better. Right. You know, there's nobody to blame but states themselves. Yeah. I mean, we need it fixed. We cannot allow the same thing to happen next year. Um, We just can't allow it to happen again next year. I got a feeling if things don't get better, and this is, you know, it's not a conspiracy theory thing. It's just one of Donald Wayne's random thoughts. But I got a feeling. Yeah. (laughs) But... um, if if Biden keeps, I have to watch my language here. If Biden keeps messing up. Um, I think more and more of these states, uh, the Republican-controlled states, are going to start pushing back uh, against more and more things that Biden's trying to do. And I, I have a feeling that if if the Democrats were able to uh, actually approve and and pass this voter rights bill that they're trying to force on the country that I think you're going to see more and more states that are just going to say, you know, screw you. We're not, we're not going to abide by that. I think it's become, I think it's going to become a big battle. Uh, I mean, we've already got Texas fighting with Biden. We've already got uh, Rhonda. Yeah. Thank you. Ron, Rhonda, Ron DeSantis is, is fighting Biden. Um, You know, we just need some more, uh, states with gumptions to step up and say, you know, you know, you, we're, we're not going to let you do this to us. So it'll be interesting to see. Well, and not yeah. interesting because it's sad. It's sad right. that we're in this, this situation. Um, I've got a, uh, my first thing I was going to do actually that I'm off track, but 
it's a little story. I don't know if you saw it, but let me play it. And then if you've seen it, you can, you and I can talk about it after it's over. Uh, it's, it's an audio that I got. Oh my goodness. Where did that come from? Put your clothes back on. Whoops. I told you, click on the wrong website. I, you know, shut the computer. It's, down. it's some kind of weird dating site. It's oh my goodness. Is it? Uh, is it Amish.com? Good lord! Uh, my name is Malachi. A, a dating site for carpenters. <laughs> I have a brand new buggy. Yes. <laughs> Uh, oh, let me boy. see if I can, you know, this is so much fun trying to key yeah. these things in and, and then big burly stallion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Want to see my, <laughs> see my tool collection. <laughs> How about uh, my hole punch? Oh, Tim. Oh, wait, wait, a wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. All right. Go, go ahead. Do that again. Do that again. Say what about that about the, what the hole punch? Yeah, say or, that. Oh, what about the hole punch you said? Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> that's, it doesn't have quite the same ring, you know. That's the best so rim shot I can give you. <laughs> well, uh, nobody said we had to be perfect, Donald Blaine. <laughs> All right, here's the audio, and then after it's over, you can tell me if you saw this juicy story. Oh, oh boy. The dinger controversy. I said dinger as in a home run, D-I-N-G-E-R, in Colorado over the weekend at the Rockies game. A man sitting behind home plate, and I can't believe this is the real world, a man sitting behind home plate, while there was a black batter, began to yell out, dinger, 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 as in he was trying to get the Colorado mask, uh, Colorado Rockies mascot's attention. Now, why a grown man needs to get a mascot's attention, I don't know. Maybe he was drunk. But the video went viral with everyone in the woke universe immediately deciding that this man was screaming a racial slur at the, uh, at the person who was up to bat. Now, this would be highly unlikely because that man's life would effectively be over. He would no longer be able to work anyway. And the top story on ESPN right now is Colorado Rockies say fans shouted at mascot Dinger didn't yell a racial slur at Miami Marlins' Lewis Brinson. This is, I'm not making this up. This is the number one story right now. And here's what ESPN wrote. The Colorado Rockies say a fan didn't yell racial slurs during Sunday's game against the Marlins, and the man instead was shouting at the team's mascot. Uh, the Rockies said Sunday they were disgusted and what was widely believed to be a racial slur directed at Miami's Lewis Brinson. Uh, but the organization told the ESPN on Monday the fan was actually shouting at Dinger, the team's dinosaur-themed mascot. I'm reading directly from the article. A source confirmed... I mean, really, can't get somebody's actual name here. We have to get an anonymous source. A source confirmed to ESPN... The Rockies reached out and spoke to the fan as part of the team's investigation of the incident. The Rockies also contacted another fan sitting near the man who also told the team 
the man was shouting dinger, according to the source. Now, there's several different things going back here. First of all, the Rockies are probably going to end up changing the name of their mascot because dinger sounds too close to a racial slur. And they're afraid that someone might get offended when people are yelling dinger at the Colorado Rockies mascot. Uh, Also, by the way, maybe Major League Baseball is going to have to change the colloquial term for a home run away from dinger because it's too offensive. Tell me this is not a perfect Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. Tell me that this is not vintage. Larry David sitting behind uh, home plate deciding to yell at the Colorado Rockies mascot, the tape going viral, everybody deciding that he's screaming out a racial slur. Let me just add this as a capstone to this story. There is, uh, when you have stories like this happen, what I would suggest is very likely true, is the demand for racism vastly exceeds the supply of racism. When we have all of these stories, which are proven to be racial hoaxes, and they ricochet throughout social media instantaneously, and everybody who's in the blue checkmark brigade puffs out their chest and they're so offended, the Rockies already issued a statement on Sunday before they even knew what was going on. The demand for racism vastly exceeds the supply of racism. Just think about it. And think about how often that phrase applies and tell me that it isn't a usual and regular occurrence. So did you hear that story, Dennis Lee? What in the hell is wrong with people, Donald Wayne? I remember sitting here. What have we become? I think it was before Sunday's show. I was getting ready for Sunday's show, and I was sitting here, and I saw that thing flash across the screen, and they were playing – the audio from the audience and you, and, and it was dinger, dinger, dinger. And like, and, and people were commenting, uh, commentators on the show were saying, you know, isn't it awful? We're in a living in a world where somebody is sitting at a baseball game and they're shouting racial slurs at the batter. Cause the batter at that time was black. And I'm like, what? I can't believe somebody, first of all, is stupid enough to do that in a stadium. It's an older gentleman. Of course, you can't tell that in the video. Uh, but it didn't make sense to me when they were doing the story. And so then when people investigated after everybody, they said social media went nuts uh, condemning this man for using that language. And, uh, and then they come out. I don't know if this came out today or, well, I didn't hear it till today, but that the guy was saying dinger and they were showing the mascot on the field that bouncing around down there. And he was yelling at the mascot. Dinger is the mascot. How in the hell dinger sounds like the, the racial slur. Well, the, the, I mean, we'll give it dinger? You know, thousands and thousands of people who are halfway inebriated. And then some SOB decides to pay attention to what this idiot's yelling out. Oh, now look at him. I can't yeah. believe he said it. You know, look, there he is. And everybody goes, yeah, yeah, I heard him too. Um, you know, and, and they will. They will change the name of the mascot without a doubt. I would, I would almost be willing to bet 
um, good money that they will change the name of their mascot within the next month. <laughs> but and, um, and I don't give a crap if they do. But I could give a damn. I wasn't watching them before they before no. all this happened. And I'm not going to watch them after. But it, it's like I mean, Clay, Clay, Caligula. Yeah, Caligula. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I just I just finished that series on Rome. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't as bad as the Caligula movie. That's for sure. But, yeah, right. uh, but like Clay Travis just said in so many words, there are people in this country that skulk around looking for somebody to screw up and say something that they want to call racist or say something in, in a private conversation that, that somebody has taped for God knows what reason and it gets leaked and, and then they're out for blood from them. Uh, so you have to be careful what you say in your own home today. Well, you got to watch out for those damn skulkers, Donald Wayne. I mean, that's right, skulking mother. I mean, it's yes. <laughs> but uh, um, but it's just they want to capitalize on it. And then you got, you know, I'm surprised that Black Lives Matter didn't travel to Denver to uh, to jump in and weigh in on this little story and know some of these <laughs> Jesse Jackson and that other other. Yeah, crutching. Well, but, you know. but, you know, all I can say is, you know, there was a time that I had to go, there was a couple of years there. I got to go to, to school, you know, for the, we one, and I was invited to read books to the class and, and they always let the kids pick the, the books they want you to read. So all I got to say is if you ever get invited to go read to, to a class, uh, make sure you don't read any of the Winnie the Pooh stories because uh, there's a lot of them where Tigger is in there, and you might get in trouble if you don't oh, say yeah. if you don't say yeah. Tigger properly. Yeah. He said, "What did he say?" Yeah, yeah. So just, uh, in the middle, you just go to a party and and be talking to somebody, and just casually throw some Winnie the Pooh conversation in there. And say Tigger and see if, what kind of eyebrows you I can't did you hear what Bill said over there in the corner? I can't believe it. That racist mother is uh, you know, he's been drinking a lot, you know. Kathy threw him out last week. Uh, well, of course um, they're not gonna let you read Winnie the Pooh in school anyway. Now if you come to school with a book by Karl Marx, you know, everybody'll clap oh, yeah. and stand up and hey, wonderful, and, and yeah. Uh, and get your damn autograph. Um <laughs> So I, I just, I feel bad for that old guy and he probably is freaked out or he was freaked out, you know, when, when that story broke over the weekend and, and, uh, you know, and, and like, uh, like this guy, uh, Clay Travis says, do you think anybody's apologized to this man for what they were saying about him, nah. uh, for, for at least two days? No, nah. yeah, you're right. Nah. Nothing. Nah. Well, they just move on. You shouldn't have. You shouldn't have yelled at the mascot anyway, sir. Jeez. <laughs> um, well, you know, a good a good chunk of the people might be these three point nine million people who quit their jobs in June. Did you hear about that, Donald Wayne? They quit their uh, jobs. Yeah, there was another report out. This is by CNBC that three point nine million people quit quit their jobs in June, and many are getting higher paid roles. So not like a a bread roll, um, you know, get better paying <laughs> job. So they say uh, this is the U.S. quitting spree is still going strong. Yes, 
It's evident everywhere we go. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, it said after dipping slightly in May, the share of people leaving their employer rose again in June when another 3.9 million people quit their jobs, according to the latest job openings and labor turnover survey. Some numbers come in slightly lower than April figures that showed a record 4 million people quit during April, sparked by confidence they could find a better job elsewhere. Um, well, huh. yeah, and I hope, this, I hope well, they did. Yeah, I do too. The number of people who quit their jobs in June make up 69% of total separations, which also includes layoffs, firings, and retirement. Because you got to figure another reason for the labor shortage coming up, um, and especially as we move forward, is baby boomers. People are retiring in record numbers. Um, and and then you combine that with people like, oh, I can get more money staying at the house. And, <laughs> you know, then people who are still stoned and don't even know that they were supposed to be at work. Um Worker confidence ticked up through the spring and summer as vaccination efforts climbed. COVID-19 infection rates leveled off and businesses ramped up hiring in order to meet rising consumer demand and the recovering economy. Have we seen that rising consumer demand all over town, haven't we, Donald Wayne? Well, I've uh, seen a lot of risings all over town. Yeah, you can't go get a swinging thing that you don't have to wait. Yep double to triple the amount of time you had to wait before if they have it in stock at all. Yep. Um, so, you know, the, the opportunities are out there. The number of job openings in the U S economy jumped to 10.1 million job openings in June, the highest on record led by openings in professional and business services, retail trade and accommodation and food services followed by some older professions. Labor demand keeps getting stronger. This is the third straight month of record-breaking job openings, writes Nick Bunker. The quits rate is also close to its all-time high, which was set just two months ago in April. This wave of demand will eventually receive, but job seekers should ride it until then. Well, I can tell you what you can ride. Um, because it's, it's causing problems everywhere because people won't get their ass back to work. Um, and those that can't, uh, this is not aimed at you. Um, that's, un it's understandable that, you know, there's individuals that cannot go back to work yet, um, for one reason or another, but a good chunk of my feel can get their ass in there and go to work. The latest jobs report says there are 8.7 million Americans looking for work. Now, wait, 8.7 million Americans looking for work. And the number of job openings in June was 10.1 million. The math just is uh, just, just a little lopsided there, isn't it, Donald Wayne? Well, it is, but, you know, probably like you were saying, people – are probably now they think they can be more selective and they're looking for that, you know, $40 an hour, oh, uh, yeah. three day a week kind of job. So, so what would you say you were doing before John, <laughs> um, that would bring you in to be a CEO of our firm? Well, you know, I do like people. <laughs> most of my customers will be able to tell you the same thing for all the pizzas I delivered to them. 
Nothing against people who deliver pizzas. Oh no, no. Some they're really necessary. Good, I, look, I depend on you too. You're a, you know, you're a, um, a valuable employee. Uh, so that means that there's one million more job openings than people are able to fill at the present time, if not a hair more. So that's a lot of jobs, not only. That's, uh, that's a lot of jobs, well, and that's that's taking into account that those 8.7 million people sign up for the jobs that are out there. All right, here's the sidebar to that, Dennis Lee. These these morons that are talking about guaranteed income, if you want to see what the country's going to look like with guaranteed income, just look at the job situation right now. <laughs> and then add, you know, uh, plus two. Because uh, there's a lot of people in this country, unfortunately, I don't know how many. I can't count that high. But uh, that just, you know, they're not motivated to go out and work. They're just waiting. Well, well, and, and also they said that this unemployment, the unemployment numbers don't capture the millions of people who are misclassified, uh, experience a pay cut or drop in hours or had to stop looking for work altogether. Um, for like example, they put on here limited child care access during the pandemic has disproportionately caused women to be forced out of work. And look, that's uh, that's totally believable. I mean, look, everything's shut down. You couldn't go to school. You obviously couldn't go to daycare either. Although there was some daycares that have been shut down that were packing kids in like they were sardines. Um, but yeah, workers um, also, um, you know, disproportionately black, Hispanic, Asian, low-income women, and those without a college degree were. Um, you know, pushed out of this study too. So they were basically saying that the unemployment rate for July would have actually been around 8.1% instead of the 5.4 that they, um, that they recorded. But yeah, this is, this has done a, it's done a number and look, it, it, it is a, a, a employee's market out there. You can go and get a job anywhere. So you might roll the dice and say, okay, I'm going to leave here and by God, with all this experience I've amassed over the years, I'm going to go down the street and get an extra five or 10 bucks, you know, but you got to think, especially if you've been in a place for any length of time and look, nothing comes without risk, um, but you got to start all over again. So there's that. Yeah. Well, uh, it's it's uh, it's it's crazy that people are actually quitting their jobs, um, and then you got three point four million Americans that are still on long term unemployment. So, I mean, there's no incentive to work now. Yeah, I I uh, and I always like to hear the president come out and talk about how many jobs he's created this year. Um, and and I talked about that on a mini pod the other night and I actually found somebody, I can't remember who it was. Now they had an article along the same line saying that Joe Biden and all these jobs he's created, how do you create jobs when people are just returning or you're trying to refill positions that the government made them shut down. Uh, 
you you gotta you gotta fill all that void that was already there when Donald Trump was president before you, you gotta exceed that total uh, of those jobs that you ruined before you can start claiming you've created jobs. But you know, it's it doesn't matter to those folks and, and not many people are gonna call them on it either, unfortunately. Uh, give a rat's ass. Uh, they should be it's, ashamed of themselves. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, um, I don't know. You got some more to that that story? No, no. That that wrapped that up. I had another fleeting thought. I saw this uh, little article today. I didn't realize this, but although I wondered, you know, when those Democrats left Texas to uh, escape having a vote, evidently uh, the governor has. <laughs> is not letting them get paid. <laughs> well, you know, why He's should they get paid? They shouldn't. He should be holding their check because basically they ought to be able to be fired personally. Yeah, uh, they cost us money. They spent taxpayers' money to buy the, you know, to go out on that little, uh, um, you know, to, to run away from their responsibilities. Well, plus they're not voting on any other things that could be done in the state as well. Yeah. So. Right. But yeah, he. I, I was encouraged to see that that they were not getting paid. That made me feel better about the whole situation. But uh, yeah, you know, they basically walked away from their job, not doing their duty, just because they knew they were going to lose the vote. Well, that's that doesn't. That's not an excuse to miss time at work. There ought to be some clause, and 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 you know, when they get elected to office, that if you. If you do something of this nature, that uh, you forfeit your job, you're out of here, buddy. I mean, you're worthless, right. absolutely worthless. So I was glad to see that. But now they're 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 trying to take legal action to get their paychecks. I think they ask a. Uh, it seems to me. I, I think the article said they had asked a federal judge or a state supreme court judge there in Texas to uh, help them get their money and. And uh, and the judge says uh, that's that's out of my jurisdiction. <laughs> so, yeah, kiss it, kiss, kiss it. it. Now go do your damn job, then you can yeah. get a check. Yeah, yeah. They don't pay you. Know, you they don't pay you to get a twelve pack of Bush Light and get on a damn plane and and go to you know wherever the hell they went. Um. Although liberals seem to be okay with getting paid for doing nothing in this country. So, uh, you know, uh, they've been raised to think that, uh, well, that's, that's perfectly fine. Well, you object to what they're doing. So it's okay to, to uh, you know, uh, run away like a bunch well, of we cowards. Can, we, can, we can object all that we want. I mean, it doesn't matter. They can still, they're like, look, yeah, go ahead and pitch a fit. But um, we're the one with the checkbook, not you, buddy. Yep. So, I mean, they don't make that much money, so I can't imagine that's uh, life-threatening for them. But still, uh, they shouldn't get a dime of it because they they are not doing what they were elected to do. Right. Um. So you were talking about the unemployment thing. There's another thing that's coming out because of this. Uh, another new um, detail that's occurred because of this COVID situation. Uh, there's a story in the Epic Times by Jack Phillips. <laughs> Phillips. 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 I, just, I bet he does. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. Something, 
something French stuck me in the head there all of a sudden. But oh, it's, uh, they like to do that. <laughs> a croissant. Yeah, um, well, I bet. <laughs> so it says that some companies are now are deducting $50 from unvaccinated workers' monthly paychecks. Um, really? And this is from a consultancy firm. It says some employers are starting to tack on a $20 to $50 monthly surcharge to their unvaccinated workers, according to a health benefits consultant group. Hmm. Employers have tried encouraging employees to go out and get vaccinated through offering incentives like paid time off and cash. But with the Delta variant driving up infections and hospitalizations throughout the country at the same time that the vaccination rates have stalled, we have received inquiries from at least 20 employers over the past few weeks who are giving consideration to adding health coverage surcharges for the unvaccinated as a way to drive up vaccination rates. Um, Several large companies, including Google, Facebook, and Walmart, as well as hospital systems and others, have mandated that their employees get vaccinated. And on August the 9th, the Department of Defense, so all the military personnel have to get vaccinations as well. Uh, because of potential employee relations issues, uh, they said such a move might provoke some people. So there are some companies that are kind of uh, taking a standoff or stand and wait uh, attitude right now to make sure. But health coverage surcharges for unvaccinated are a tactic employees, employers are reviewing as an alternative to the mandate. Uh, says the rationale for adding a surcharge to health insurance contributions for unvaccinated employees is seen as familiar to that for a tobacco use surcharge, he wrote. If an employee is unvaccinated and contracts a COVID-19 infection, that creates higher claim costs, which can impact the employer's bottom line and mean higher future contributions for other employees. So it drive up your uh, deductions for health insurance. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Other mandates are considering requiring patrons at certain establishments Establishments to provide provide <laughs> proof of vaccination. Uh, people are calling passports, um, but France is having a big big problem right now with thousands of demonstrators saying, "You know, we're not going to do this COVID uh, passport thing. Uh, we're not going to stand for it over here." So. Uh, I got a feeling there'd be a lot of people in this country, although I also heard this. This isn't in this article, but I saw another article said now there's a, a thriving business of people making fake COVID uh, vaccine uh, cards. So, oh, yeah, we knew we knew that was coming. I wonder how much so, they run a pop, you know, for something that's actually free. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, if you're not going to want to go get the shot, I, I imagine somebody could charge a good bit for it. Uh, you know, so American ingenuity, you know, if there's a need for something in this country, we have some crook, crooks, crook, a crook, a croquet. Yeah. We have some croquets that want to cache your parlay into a free lay. I don't know. Hmm. So 
somebody's going to make money on that. Yeah. So how do you know if it's going to be a vote? I mean, because they're just printed on a piece of paper or a little little thin cardboard thing anyway. Yeah, I don't know how we how can we get in on that. I mean, you know, uh, I got I, I got a printer. <laughs> got a printer. Probably have to have a special paper. Uh, yeah, it's probably got some kind of a watermark on it or something. But yeah. So they're looking at some, some of the major employers are looking at, uh, adding, you know, or, well, they're saying deducting. I, I think that actually it'd probably go over better if they just charged you a surcharge on your, on your health insurance through the company. I can't see them taking $50 out of your check, but who knows? If if it's supported by Joe Biden, well, I guess they could probably get away with it because he doesn't give a. Sh- I almost said it. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't. He doesn't give he a damn. About, he doesn't give a damn about the Constitution anyway. Yeah, yeah. Chris, what does he yeah. care? He I mean, not. he's he's only in half reality anyway. So, well, he's uh, proven that in all his years. Yeah. So. So look for that. If you've got a good job with good insurance, look for these coming to you soon. Ah, indeed. Indeed. Well, um, yeah, you know, uh, let's see. Uh, you know, I'll go with this one. Um, Rashida Tlaib. Oh, my Muriel, God. And Muriel <laughs> Bowser. How about that? Bowser. That about made you fall out, didn't it? Um, Bowser, isn't that the DC man? No, that's the, you know what, Sha Na Na? No, no, I'm not no. talking about that one. I think he's dead. Um, yeah, I think. No, he was, so. He was a deep thro- a deep voice one, wasn't he? Deep, <laughs> I don't know if he was in that movie, Donald Wayne. I think that was allegedly. Deep might have been his voice. brother or something. <laughs> Bowser oh throwing. my goodness! Goodness <laughs> gracious! So everybody knows old Talib, the uh, congresswoman from Michigan. Um, so she's been talking about you know, they, they all the Democrats have been flouting contentious rules or demands that apply uh, to the rest of us, um, and she's right there on that bandwagon. But um, Talib uh, was at a packed wedding over the weekend, dancing, frolicking. Um, unmasked in a crowd of similarly unmasked revelers. Um, you know, just like you got Obama had his party where they were smoking, uh, you know, dope. And this was on video. They had to take it down off of Twitter. Are you um, sure? Or is that yeah, an well, is Obama that, is that a was smoking, oh, smoking dope that I'm aware of now. Uh, one of the DJs at the party was smoking dope. So I'm well, sure everybody it- smelt it. You if know. you get them from Jamaica, you know, what yeah. do you, <laughs> if you smelt it, you dealt it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I did, you could probably see a picture or two of him smack, putting some brownies in his mouth, but anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> only, a, only, a, only, Oh my God. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Shut the radio down. Oh my gosh. Um, only a week and a half ago, DC mayor Muriel, Bowser issued a mask mandate, then immediately threw herself a massive unmasked birthday party. She had timed the mask mandate so it wouldn't affect her party. How convenient. 
and then officiated at a wedding with an indoor reception at which she and most other guests were unmasked. I mean, I guess you don't, you know, you can't have a mask on when you're pushing that cake down your gullet and <laughs> doing God knows what. Bowser was guilty of much more than hypocrisy. Um, she didn't merely falter and fail to live up to her own standards. Everyone does that. She made it crystal clear that she didn't believe vaccinated people, especially if they are surrounded by largely vaccinated, have good reason to wear a mask. Yet she forced everyone to do it anyway. Um, and then you got Talib. She's vaccinated. She's repeatedly stressed how loyal she is to the science. So when she goes and dances maskless at a wedding, doing her little twerk, she makes it very clear that she doesn't fear contracting or spreading COVID. Um, <laughs> why why I, doesn't you, she? You should probably <laughs> you should probably connect that sentence a little oh, bit sorry. quicker. I've, I've paused it a little too long. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, but why doesn't she fear that? I mean, what the hell's wrong with we? Well, we know what's wrong with these people. You know, they can dish it out, but they can't take it. They can put us on all their rules and restrictions, but when it comes to them having to do it, they're like, oh, I don't think so. I didn't say that I had to do it. You know, do as I say, not as I do. I mean, you know, just just freaking ridiculous. I mean, jeez. You know, and actually, actually, here's a little clip here. Uh, of a of a double standard. I'm gonna see how long this thing is. It's 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 pretty quick. Let's, we have time for that, Donald Wayne, or oh yeah, oh jeez, oh jeez, hell what was that? What was <laughs> it? <laughs> was it a, was another that? bug fly by? Or? <laughs> Let's see if no, we got it here. Yeah, we're 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 fine on time. Good for thee, but not for me. It's an old saying that's found new meaning this weekend as major media and public health officials tour into the motorcyclists gathered in Sturgis, South Dakota. There's going to be a, there's a gathering right now of some 700,000 people. Last year, it was a smaller turnout, and it was over about 150,000 people, and it, and it led to a massive outbreak in the Dakotas where they became number one and number two uh, for essentially the rest of the calendar year of cases. What do you expect this rally to do to that part of the country? Well, I'm very concerned, Chuck, that we're going to see another surge related to that rally. Was there a surge last year? A USA Today fact check in September of 2020, more than a month after last year's rally had ended, found, quote, South Dakota confirmed 124 COVID-19 cases tied to the Sturgis rally as of September 8th. And other states have reported at least 290 people in 12 states testing positive after attending the rally. About 460,000 people attended the rally. The infection rate based on the above numbers is 0.09%. Another mass gathering managed to escape the scrutiny of Chuck Todd and Dr. Fauci and others. A week after CDC Director Rochelle Walensky called for the vaccinated to again wear masks indoors, several hundred maskless people gathered at the $12 million Martha Vineyard Mansion of Barack Obama for the 60th birthday party of the former president. Photos of the event were ordered deleted, but many got through. A who's who of celebrities, including Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks, George Clooney, Jay-Z, Beyonce, and climate czar John Kerry, attended and danced into the night. Some partiers 
even fired up Massachusetts legal weed into the wee hours. <laughs> also largely escaping the attention of the press was a nearby confirmed super spreader event, the Independence Day celebration in heavily gay Provincetown, Massachusetts. Quote, as of July 29th, a total of 934 confirmed positive cases of COVID-19 had been officially reported to the Massachusetts Department of Public Health associated with the Provincetown cluster. Of these cases, 560 are Massachusetts residents, 231 of which reside in Provincetown. It is clear that along with a resurgence of the virus variant, America is experiencing a resurgence of politicization of the virus, a politicization that largely singles out red states while ignoring spikes in blue states. When President Biden recently told Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to quote, get out of the way of mask mandates, a fired up governor returned fire. Uh, this is a guy who ran for president saying he was going to, quote, shut down the virus. And what has he done? He's imported more virus from around the world by having a wide open southern border. You have hundreds of thousands of people pouring across every month. And it's not just from Mexico. In fact, it's rarely from Mexico. You have over 100 different countries where people are pouring through. Not only are they letting them through. They're then farming them out all across our communities across this country, putting them on planes, putting them on buses. You think they're being uh, worried about COVID for that? Of course not. Also conspicuously absent from coverage that often paints rural and red state whites as ignorant, selfish anti-vaxxers is the reality that anti-vaxxers proliferate in minority communities too. The CDC reports, quote, as of August 2nd, Less than half of black and Hispanic people have received at least one COVID vaccine dose in the vast majority of states reporting data. The vaccination rate for black people is less than 50% in 38 of 42 reporting states, including seven states where less than a third of black people have received one or more doses. Similarly, less than half of Hispanic people have received a COVID-19 vaccine dose in 32 of 40 reporting states. Also often ignored, is that while most media salivate over reporting COVID spikes, they often pay scant attention to the decline that usually follows two weeks later. That's what happened in Provincetown. On August 4th, a month after that super spreader gathering, state health officials reported, quote, Tuesday's 3.2% positivity rate, along with the seven-day average positivity rate of 4.2%, are lows after rates reached about 15% in mid-July amid a cluster that eventually included more than a thousand people in several states. The outbreak is subsiding. This week, the Israeli government reported that 14 Israelis who got a third shot were later infected with COVID-19. That suggests that the even now widely rumored booster shots are not fully effective. No wonder that in Iceland, the lead public health official is now stating what US officials dare not. Quote, herd immunity must be achieved by transmitting the virus. In other words, he's saying it's basically okay to go to Obama's party. It's okay to go to Sturgis, to live your life, because natural immunity must be achieved. Quote, what's good for thee is, in fact, good for me. Doug McKelway for the Washington Examiner. Yeah, I thought that was a good article. I mean, <clears throat> you know, it's, uh, you know, fear, 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 fear. You can't, you can't, you can't, but they can. Of so, course. Yeah. The rules are different for some reason or other, and we we put up with it until now. Yep. Yeah, I saw that that uh, little video of her 
dancing. Uh, she was having a good time, wasn't she? Oh yeah. But um, so uh, so marijuana is legal in Massachusetts. Uh, medical marijuana. So. Oh, so they got a bunch of sick people that went to this thing? Oh, uh, you know, glaucoma. I, mean, <laughs> I do. I do. Oh, my gosh. Hey, man, uh, you want to take some of my medicine? Hold on one second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, I can dispense some medicinal cures for what ails you. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that was, that was good. It's hypocrisy 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 but they can't even spell it much less admit that they're hypocrites no not at all all right one last little ditty ditty uh you know being that you and i are from texas you know always for me the stories that involve texas you know kind of tug at the heart sometimes but um right. and i honestly had never been to austin texas except as an adult and uh and hit the nightlife there one time and that was actually it, it was a, such a neat place i always wanted to go to austin when i lived there for so many years because back at that time <clears throat> austin city limits was a big deal on I guess it was on public television. Uh, I think that was the only place you could see Austin City Limits. But they always had had some neat, and it wasn't always country music either. But uh, I always wanted to go to Austin. And then, you know, years ago when I was still working on a a real job, I got a chance to go to a a function. And it's pretty, pretty neat, very similar to Nashville, Tennessee, but with a different flavor. Yeah, I always liked Austin. Um, it's a neat place. But this is a story about, it's, uh, it's from the uh, redstate.com. And I don't know, they don't always give you the author. So, oh yeah, Jennifer Oliver O'Connell wrote oh. this article. And it says, like locusts, Hollywood stars and the tech elite are swarming on Austin, Texas. Uh, She says it was inevitable Hollywood types and the tech crowd after advocating and voting their idea of what a progressive utopia should look like, realize that they're not going to be exempt from its effects. So what do they do? They move to greener pastures, leaving the regular folks to live with the consequences of their actions. Look out, Austin. Hollywood and techs are converging on you like locusts um there's a this particular article they kind of jump around to different ones and this is a little excerpt from the hollywood reporter says the texas capital has undergone a pandemic influx unlike anywhere else in the country thanks to a flood of invading tech companies uh like samsung samsung (laughs) samsung that's another company they do music um, Oracle and Oracle, uh, along with quarantine exhausted remote working transplants from major cities. Uh, also, some notable actors like who the hell is this? Padaka Laki? Oh, Padaka. Yeah. yeah. You know them? Okay. All right. Suddenly decided that the <laughs> Texas 
the Texas <laughs> Hill Country was more alluring than the Hollywood Hills. Uh, Elon Musk might have called it uh, the mogul who is opening a Tesla gigafactory the size of 138 football fields just outside of Austin city limits. Oh, there's the problem. If Musk is going out there, he's going to bring in all kinds of people. Uh, uh-huh. that, that makes sense. Uh, he said in, Febu- in February, he said this city is going to biggest, be the biggest boom town America has seen in 50 years. Yeah, you'll ruin the crap out of it, too. Um, the Hollywood glitterati, I almost said, thought it said something else, seemed to, <laughs> seemed to make, it, make an art form of this. Back in the 90s, they did the same thing to certain regions of the Idaho and Montana, scooped up summer and winter homes for a song and then drove up the prices so high that the local folks who had lived there for generations and weren't planning on going anywhere else were now priced out of the market. This is essentially what Tobin said she'd do in the companion op-ed mentioned above. So yeah, they'll probably, well, price home prices in Austin were already ridiculous. Anyway, it was a very expensive place to, uh, to purchase a home. Um, apparently Matthew McConaughey is excited about this, all this move of Hollywood folks out to Austin. He says, I've been waiting for the secret to get out draws Oscar winner, Matthew McConaughey, who's involved in an unofficial Austin brand ambassador and many hope may be a Texas gubernatorial candidate challenging uh, Greg Abbott in 2022. Mm. I'm excited for the growth. We're not going back. We don't have a landmark like Niagara Falls or Disney World or the Eiffel Tower. They're coming for the vibe. We got the people. Oh, the vibe, baby. Yeah, Yeah. they got the vibe. I think uh, you can roll it or or put it in food, I guess. I bet you Uh, can. I sure bet you can. Oh, let's see. Austin has a growing homeless problem. No crap. Although the residents are trying to push back. These Hollywood and tech snowflakes were tired of stepping over homeless on Hollywood Boulevard and the Embricardio. Now they do it in downtown Austin. Yeah, I mean, you can you can see that these these homeless people are going to follow the people with the money. You know, oh, yeah. uh, of course, I Austin's not quite the weather's not quite as uh, you know typically mild like it is in uh, in in California. So I'd be surprised that. You know, people enjoy. Of course, we have a lot of homeless people in Atlanta, and it gets pretty darn chilly here in December yeah. and January and February. So people are moving to Texas, and you know they're going to screw it up. Uh, you know, it may be, it may be the uh, death blow to the Lone Star State if you get a right. bunch of liberals, especially around the the capital of Texas by Austin. So. It's a coming. Yeah. Um, but here, here's the thing. And I've said this before. I got to say it one more time because it popped in my head. These assholes, they ruin, oh. they ruin their own state of California with all of yeah. these liberal ideas, these liberal laws, 
this this defund the police and don't put people in jail for for minor crimes and all this crap they they get tired of it they move somewhere else and they're like locusts and they'll strip that city they'll suck it dry and then when the conditions mirror those of california then they'll move on somewhere else you know i really thought they were going to do that to atlanta and i i think there could you could argue whether or not uh, the Hollywood crowd has had an effect on Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it politically, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's sad that these, you know, doesn't it, wouldn't it make you think that the people who ruin a place that they live in, and then those same people go somewhere else, do you think they're not going to ruin that place as well? Right. Uh, but yet, you know, they, they make their bed, but they don't want to sleep in it. So, yeah. all right. Oh, speaking of, of <laughs> I saw, a, did you see this video on Twitter the other day? It, it wasn't actually a video. It was just a picture. There was, uh, people having sex on the street. Uh, I think it was San Francisco and you could see people's faces, I think I saw people's faces in the window of this business that was right outside there, but <laughs> it was, it was two people. Uh, I, I won't go into details, but they were having sex on the street, uh, right in front of a business. So I, like in a tent or just like on the street. Oh no, 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 no. It, it, it was on the, well, it was on the curb one. Yeah, it was on the curb. Let me say that. Uh, Good Lord, what is going on, San Francisco? One, one was standing and one was not. I'll leave it at that. But, you know, and, and you were looking from the back, so you couldn't see anything. You just knew what was going on. Uh, th- that's that's California. That's Look San Francisco that for you. man helping that woman <laughs> up off the street like that. I mean, can you, can you hey. see the, a tour hey. bus going by uh, and having, having to uh, make up something to say about that? These are a couple of our locals. <laughs> you know, the local uh, hospital has been encouraging people to practice these maneuvers on individuals. I think it's I an intervention. Know. I'm not yeah. quite sure. Yeah. Like, oh, my goodness. I don't that, know. That was on Twitter know. a couple of days ago. That's just a little much. <laughs> a little too much. Oh gosh! Oh, I just, I mean, who who can't be proud of what's going on in America uh, today? Well, we'll have to ask slightly about that if we, uh, what you know, we're going to do uh, make an attempt for a live show this week, Donald Wayne. Yes, uh, Thursday show will be Thursday live. Thursday show will be live, oh live. So Thursday, Thursday. Yeah, thirsty Thursday. Thirsty so. Thursday. Yeah, maybe I'll yeah. have a maybe I'll have a beer with me on yeah, Thursday. Yeah, there you go. Uh, fine Chianti. Uh, uh, some baba beans. Something with a little head on it. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, yeah, but we encourage you all to be there. Um, who knows what Donald <laughs> Wayne will say. Uh, so. blow, the, blow the froth off of that one. Yeah, you get that visual. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay, you got anything else, Dennis Lee, or are we no, going to roll it up? I'm about knocked <laughs> out on that one. <laughs> oh, boy. You uh, better. Well, we appreciate you. Short of a Emmy. 
<laughs> we, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Trice Talk. And since you are, why don't you hit that follow button up there and get updates on new episodes as they come out. We sure would appreciate it. Um, and you're, if you're of a mind to be a Twitterer, um, not a twit, but a Twitterer, then you can get us on Twitter at TriceTalkWGMoon and follow us there as well. Who knows what is likely to come out of our mouths. And um, this is TriceTalkWGMoon and TriceTalkD Lee. And between the two of us, we'll keep you going. Um, and uh, you, can, you can also find us tag on team. Facebook. <laughs> Well, we would love you to find us on Facebook at Tristalk, where you can follow us as well. We post all of our articles that we use there, as well as the podcasts and different pictures that we get. And if you want to send us some of those pictures, I mean, BP, really, you can do that at Tristalk69PTS at gmail.com and send us suggestions about the show or you know, just your thoughts in general. Uh, we will definitely respond to you. Um, and then all the other ways you can find our show is on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, LinkedIn, Lesson Notes, and Player FM. And now we were on every night of the flipping week. Um, <laughs> you can find us between the show we do together and Donald Wayne's mini pods, which are uh top of the top of the heap there um we we sure do appreciate it uh we we enjoy what we're doing we're glad you're here for the ride and um we couldn't do it without you oh we're a ride now yeah yeah we're a ride we're a ride long and bumpy ride (laughs) (laughs) like 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 a roller coaster or something Uh, Uh, yeah we appreciate you listening to this episode (laughs) Um, yeah, speaking of roller coasters, I know we're, we're, we're at the end here, but I saw this, there's a series on Netflix. Uh, it's about, uh, it's, it's supposed to be about space, but it's talking about gravity. Yeah. And have you seen it as the guy that gets on a roller coaster and he's trying to, to show, uh, one of the, uh, one of the, uh, I don't know what you call it about gravity, uh, specifics of gravity or, or properties of gravity i guess if you will mm. so he goes in mm. he, he gets this in, in this roller coaster and he's got a tennis ball and when he gets at the top and then he starts going down uh it's a deep dive he lets go of the tennis ball and the tennis ball floats in the air but it goes down you know with with him in the roller coaster oh wow but it's it's really kind of freaky when you see it because when he lets go of the tennis ball, it looks like it's floating, but it's actually falling at the same rate. And of course, right. uh, uh, Newton's law of gravity is that all objects fall at the same rate, regardless right. of their size and and weight. So it's weird to see him hold that tennis ball. But when you talked about roller coasters, well, actually, I guess I talked about it, but you said a ride. Maybe you weren't talking about that kind of ride, but <laughs> and see how easy it is to get into a conversation. That's that's the way but it goes on Trust Talk. I tell check you. that out on Netflix. Uh, we need yeah. we need all the clicks on Netflix you can give us. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so 
Yeah, we'll be live on uh, Thursday night. So hopefully, uh, we'll we'll have to tweet that out, Dennis Lee, so we can try to drum up. Of course, you know we'll be in competition with our good friend, but uh, maybe well, some of those people can spill over. Yeah, uh, and uh, and and join us for a little bit. So look yeah, forward we'll watch, to that. Yeah, watch your Twitter, and we'll be tweeting you. I watch my Twitter every day. Indeed All right. <laughs> so, uh, while you're getting the light switch, Dennis Lee, I'm going to play easy to be hard, but <laughs> uh, I bet you are. <laughs> this it's, uh, it's, uh, Oh, I lost it. Wait a minute. What uh, happened well, to it? That happens, Donald Wayne. Huh? <laughs> I hate to tell you the no. commercials about it all over TV. No, <laughs> no. What, what happened? Oh my, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Lord have mercy. There's oh some people out in the front yard. I might have to let me grab this bulb and get out there. I don't need anything to get out of hand. <laughs> All right. Stay, stay safe, everybody. We'll just slow that down. Thank you.